Welcome to the OWIC Publishing Offer Spotlight, showcasing books and offers who boldly proclaim the Word of God. Thank you for coming along for another edition of the OWIC Author Spotlight. I am Tom Morosky, your host. Today, it is just me, as I wanted to deliver a few updates and talk briefly about one of my books that uh, many people say is the best book that I have done, and that is a book called I Am Not Amused. Now, first, before we get into that, I want to tell you where all you can find this podcast slash videocast. We are putting this on a variety of different platforms. First and foremost, the podcast episodes themselves are hosted by our own website. So in the event of being pulled off of iTunes, pulled off of Google, pulled off of all of these services that don't oftentimes like the things that we as Christians say and believe based on the word of God, you can always come over with a direct podcast feed and use our direct podcast, which is owicpub.com slash podcast. You can find all of these links by having a look at the website, owicpub.com, and click on the author spotlight section. As the time we are recording this, our podcast is now listed on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, tune in. And there are a few other ones that we are looking to get the podcast on as well. So you can subscribe to the podcast on any of those platforms. But again, if we disappear for a while, check back on the website. Maybe we've just been censored because that is what's happening to people who disagree with certain talking points in this country. We are also posting these on a variety of video platforms, YouTube, Rumble, BitChute, YouTube, NewTube, Joshua TV. Those are all of the places that you can follow along. And we are putting the uh, the descriptions. We're putting the the notifications on Twitter, Gab, and Minds. So have a look over at the website. I have all of those. I believe all of them are linked. Uh, if not on the podcast page, then in the footer of the website. Also, feel free to join in on the mailing list. You can get updates on the podcast and any sales that we have going on. And with that, I'm just going to take just a few minutes. This will be a shorter podcast than usual. I'm going to take just a few minutes to talk about the book, I Am Not Amused, which I have a copy of it right here. And you can see a... uh, bigger picture of it over on the side. This is an excellent book that took me a number of years to write. Of course, it is about Christian and media entertainment. So we wanted to do a Christian response to media entertainment. And in this case, I wanted to take a little bit different approach from most other Christian resources I've seen out there. In that most of the times when you're talking about Christians in media entertainment, it's if it's full of God, Jesus, and Bible verses, it's intrinsically good. And if it does not have those things, it's just simply of the devil. And um, I did not want to take an approach that utilizes that same thing. I examined uh, excellent sermons such as uh, Stuart McAllister's Media Friend and Foe from RZIM's group, uh, I don't know, about 20 years ago or so they released that sermon. There's also an excellent video documentary series called The Hell's Bells. Now, get the second version, Hell's Bells 2. The first one did have a lot of slippery slopes and bad arguments, which were flushed out in the second one, the second being a much better production. That group, uh, which is called Real to Real Ministries, also did a series called Pandora's Box Office. 
uh, or the Unholy Hollywood Collection. And these are excellent documentaries on the music and on the movies and Hollywood aspects, respectively. And I merged all of these things together, combined with the fact that I grew up as a non-Christian in a home that uh, I cannot say I've seen every Disney movie, but I watched every Nightmare on Elm Street on Friday the 13th prior to, um, you know, reaching adolescence. And so I approached Christian media entertainment with this perspective. Is everything completely bad? There's been things that I've changed my mind and changed my views on over the years. As a younger Christian, I just looked at things like uh, Black Ops, for example, as a video game and said, ah, you're just killing people, that's godless and all that, until I actually was mentoring kids from harder backgrounds and found that around these games we could have great fellowship and it didn't cause any issues among anybody, you know? And so I really wanted to take these life experiences uh, just with my own personal growing up and also my life experiences with just working with other kids and talk about these in a framework of scriptural analysis. And that's exactly what we did. And so when I wrote this book, I divided it out into a couple different sections. The first few chapters, we do not have a lot of scripture altogether. And the reason for that is I wanted to do a little bit different. The first chapter is actually my testimony growing up as it relates to media entertainment. I talk about the the downsides. I talk about the ways that it impacted me negative, but I also talked about the ways that secular music impacted me for the positive. So it's a whole testimony. And uh, my generation is an interesting generation because we live to see the rise and the fall of the compact disc. Okay. We had tapes beforehand. CDs just came out. Everyone had their CDs. We're listening to all the CDs. And then meet, uh, MP3 technology came out not too long later. And so we end up getting into the situation there where we saw the CDs rise and fall in the midst of everything that we were doing. And so that's chapter one. But then I went into the next couple chapters is purely written from the secular perspective. I want to address two questions. Number one, are the people producing these media entertainment works in which I mean movies, I mean music, I mean video games, and maybe even some websites and things like that. Those that are at least <clears throat> geared towards, towards entertainment. Number one is, do these people believe that media entertainment actually can cause any changes in our life, our personality, our outlook? Because this is a, a legitimate question. Some people say that media entertainment has no impact on what we do. Other people say, oh no, media entertainment, this can just cause us to go out and start killing babies in the streets. And I wanted to see what do they actually say? And then the second question I was asking is, what is the message they're trying to teach. And so in chapter two, which is called Writing the Ballots, I quote extensively from the the artists themselves. Of course, we, we start out with some excellent quotes from quoting from some lyrics from people in the entertainment industry. And overall, they all seem to agree that yes, media entertainment can actually have an impact on us. Although most of them say, well, it can have a positive impact, but it couldn't possibly have a negative impact. Well, an impact is an impact. You can't have it one way or the other. We looked at such things like in the movie Risky Business, which was all about selling sex and prostitution and drugs and alcohol and things like this. 
in that movie, which was all about that. Do you realize that those sunglasses, Ray-Ban sunglasses that he wore in those movies, they were a faltering brand. They gave it to him to say, sure, go ahead and use these glasses. The The sales of that sunglass model went up eight hundred percent in response to that movie are we going to actually believe are we going to actually believe that we can increase the sales of sunglasses 800 percent, but we're having no impact on the sexuality we're having no impact on on the the behaviors of our life another great example is um office space the famous movie office space that red swing line stapler that uh what was that guy melvin i think uh, is all obsessed about that didn't exist. They created that as a prop for that movie. In response to that movie, there was so much, uh, so much request for it that the Swing Line Stapler Company produced the stapler exactly as the movie made it, and it went on to become a bestseller. So literally, a movie can cause a bestseller out of something that doesn't even exist. The question is. What is it? Are, are they just there to sell products? Well, in Hollywood, yes, of course. Part of the industry that they're doing is selling products. You think of the scene in Home Alone, Fuller, easy on the Pepsi. You know, if you've ever watched that scene in Home Alone uh, that's not edited for television where they took that clip out, you know, they paste it out with like a generic soda. But if you actually watch the studio produced version released on like DVD, it's it's very emphasis on the Pepsi. He's holding the Pepsi in just the right thing, and he stares at the camera and smiles at just the right moment. This is a Hollywood product placement to sell Pepsi, and they're going to sell some Pepsi from that movie, guaranteed. And if we're just here to sell a few consumer products, I, hey, I don't really care. That's all good. They need to pay their bills. I'm okay with all that. That's perfectly fine. But what I wanted to get into is that the artists themselves are actually pushing messages that are controversial. So we talk about, uh, we talk here about uh, some other things. This is a fascinating way how I open chapter three. Uh, December 14th, 2012 was one of the coldest days of American history. A young man wandered into an elementary school to commit one of the worst murder scenes our country has ever seen. In a span of only five minutes, the shooter killed 26 elementary age children before turning the gun on himself. The song Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People was popular on the radio at the time. Quote, all the other kids with their pumped up kicks, you better run, better run, outrun my gun. All the other kids with their bumped up kicks, you better run, better run, faster than my bullet. Within a week, the song was pulled from broadcast in the top radio station in Los Angeles, the home of Hollywood preaching, the arts only changes for the better. Subsequently, many other radio stations followed suit, dropping the song from their playlist. The question is this. If music is just about the beat, then what is the point of taking a wildly popular song off air? Despite the normal banter about music just being harmless songs, the removal of a popular music from the radio air slot is not an isolated incident. The same thing happened in 1999 at Columbine when Marilyn Manson was blamed. But we actually get in here and look at a lot of other ways that media entertainment was 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 taught the rest of the years. For example, have you ever seen the series called Torch Song Trilogy? It was by Harvey Feinstein. He produced it specifically to teach that homosexuality is an alternative lifestyle choice that's valid. He did this in the 80s when that was just taboo to uh, topics. And there's been a few other things that uh, have done the, the same general effect. But I looked at three specific artists in particular, one of those being Marilyn Manson, 
who actually said his entire purpose was to tear down the um, uh, tear down the the current system that we have. Second, we had a look at a closer look at George Harrison from the Beatles and how he single-handedly is responsible for Hare Krishna to become this big, widely popular thing. And then, of course, we looked at the uh, the insane clown posse with. Uh, the things that they were doing, uh, which is an, an interesting take. And I didn't just uh, basically I pointed this out just to say they are trying to teach us a message. A, they agree that music and movies and the arts can change us. And then we dove into really what their message is. And then I want to compare this message to what does the Bible say. So in the, the remaining chapters, um, chapters, let's double check here, chapters uh, four, five, uh, let's see, chapters four, five, six, chapters four, five, and six really analyze the scripture in light of this and asks this question, do the artists and what they say, teach, and how they live their life, do those line up with the scriptures? And the answer generally is no. And then we look at a little bit about uh, a measure of addiction, breaking the power of that. And then we examine everything carefully. We want to set out and produce a game plan for us. Because the point of my book is not to say Christians should never engage in in the arts, in the cultures that that is around us. Now, some of us, it doesn't, it's not worth it. Some of us, it is, it is worth it. Some of us, we use it as a teaching points and some of us use it uh, as pure entertainment. And uh, we ask these questions, is it really good for us to be non-critically examine the entertainment around us? And the answer is no, we never want to uncritically examine it. Paul tells us, examine everything carefully, hold fast that which is good, and abstain from every form of evil. That is a critically important thing we have to remember. And so in light of that, uh, that's actually... um, uh, that's actually what I wanted to look at is examine the arts and the, the entertainment in that light and then produce a game plan. So if you're just a, a family with young children and you're, you're not completely in tune with the culture and you don't necessarily need to be, you probably don't want to waste time on more godless entertainment. If you're a cultural analyst like I do, I do watch some of this stuff just so I can better understand where our culture is going. A good example of that is uh, I watched the movie uh, not long ago called The Good Boys. Because I heard that it was a horrible movie. And wow, if, th- I, if that movie was out at the time I wrote this book, it would be in there as a case study for the type of movie to avoid. It is literally nothing but 12-year-olds running around talking about sex and playing with sex toys. Why people are not in jail for producing that film is absolutely staggering because if if I let my children do the things that those kids did portrayed on the screen, it would be considered um, uh, corrupting a minor. Um, It would be considered sexualizing a minor. And that is all bad stuff. But that is the thing that is becoming more accepted in our culture. And if you don't understand it from a parent's perspective, you say, oh, the good boys. Oh, sure. Good little um, three three preteens, you know, having an adventure. Okay, no problem. And if you are not aware of what that movie is, 
your children are going to be exposed to things that your children have no business being exposed to at this age in their life. And we got the similar things from a lot of other movies. But I did actually take some time to talk about some movies that are on their surface are very troubling, but also teach us some deep things about our culture. These are these are the things that I get into them in the book that are so fascinating and so good. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up here. Like I said, a little bit shorter podcast. I just want to encourage you to go have a look at the book, I Am Not Amused. You can find it online anywhere you buy books online. I'll have a link to uh, Amazon and also a link to the OWIC uh, Publishing Bookstore uh, in the description down below. So definitely have a look at that. And uh, I actually believe we have about 10 more days left on our grand opening sale. Uh, So I think that expires January 31st. So I'll go ahead and put the coupon code for that in the video uh, or audio uh, description link down here in this podcast or video cast. So you can go ahead and use that uh, code if you want to pick up a copy of this. I think I might only have like five or 10 copies available for shipping, but I'll go ahead and keep the order open. And if you order it and I run out of them, I will get those to you as quickly as I possibly can. So it might be, it might be about a week or two delay, but uh, we'll go ahead and honor that price anyway. So thanks for coming along and uh, we will see you guys in the next podcast. Books and offers featured in this podcast are linked in the description. You can find more information about OWIC Publishing on our website at OWICPUB.com.